Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I am Wesley Clark, and welcome to episode 33, in which we'll be talking about President Donald Trump's State of the Nation survey that I received today in the mail. But before that, I, w- I just got back from what they call a fun walk. Now, if you'll listen to episode 32 last week, I talked about this Peloton digital app, and I want to give you guys an update. I just got back from doing what they call a fun walk, which consists of about 30 minutes in which you have kind of a walking coach, DJ, what have you. They're playing songs. They tell you when to to pick up the pace when you slow down, walk the normal pace, what have you. So I accomplished a lot of things there. One, I got out of the office. Secondly, I got some fresh air. Third, I was able to unwind because I run my own business. It's good to just get out and, as I said, get some sort of exercise each and every day. So I encourage you to check out episode 32, check out the Peloton app, and uh, I think I think you'll do yourself a favor in doing that. Get that exercise in. Now, I want to go on to the topic of the day. And one of the things all of us have been told is never talk about religion or politics. Well, I'm going to break one of those rules, and it's not going to be religion. I'm going to talk about politics. Now, you might rightly ask, what does this have to do with a lifestyle by design? And I'm glad you asked. I sincerely believe that who you choose as leaders in government determine in part how you will do in the future. I say in part. The other issue is that we all have a responsibility for our own personal economy, meaning how we manage our funds, what we do, etc. But the leadership is very important when it comes to um, whether it's city, state, federal, who you put in charge there, who you have as judges, the whole thing, it's really going to affect your lifestyle one way or the other. So we can be responsible and vote, or we can choose to sit out and not vote. So let me put it this way, and I think I've mentioned it on numerous podcasts here. I remember when President Ronald Reagan asked, are you better off now than when you were four years ago? And that's a question that each of us should ask. And it's ironic that President Trump, I honestly just noticed this past week that he said, or he did the same thing. He basically said, are you better off than you were three years ago? Now, regardless of how you feel about President Trump as a person, the question is asked, are you better off than you were three years ago? When President Ronald Reagan asked that question, I think most of the people back then would say, nah, we're not better off than we were four years ago. 
Now, for the purposes of complete transparency, I uh, have no issue with sharing with all of you that are listening that I am truly an independent. I live here in Washington State. It's a progressive state, but I'm an independent. I would say I'm, I'm libertarian leaning. I voted for Donald Trump. I've voted for President Barack Obama. I voted for Mitt Romney. I didn't vote uh, for John McCain. I would have voted possibly for John McCain if he didn't have Sarah Palin as his vice presidential candidate. And why do I say that? Because in my mind, John McCain at that time, and you know he was older, I see the type of stress that this type of position can affect a person in the most powerful position in the world. And Sarah Palin really didn't have the experience I felt necessary to take over if necessary. So when we're talking about the upcoming election, we have the option of President Trump and then the group of Democratic candidates. Now, one of the things I find really interesting this last week was Pete Buttigieg was asked by a pro-life Democrat if there's room for the inclusiveness. And I've heard different responses to that question. And I think the Democrats should have that inclusiveness, as do I think the Republicans. I'm sure there are Republicans that are pro-choice. I don't have any doubt about that. I think that's the one thing that appeals to the libertarian is that you could be either pro-choice or pro-life. Probably the more important issue, I think, right now, when we're looking at the candidates, is Elizabeth Warren at that Iowa town hall meeting in which a father and his daughter approach her and ask that question about, you know, what I'm talking about, where uh, he wants to reiterate that you're advocating that anybody who has student loan debt, that if you're elected president, you would basically forgive it. And Elizabeth Warren said, yeah. And the issue for this guy was that he didn't want to burden his daughter with a student loan. So what he did was he worked double shifts. He worked extra hours. I guess he must have had a friend that made more money than him that went on vacations, bought boats, bought whatever. And his issue is that that I think the thing is that he did this to be irresponsible and why wouldn't he get his debt forgiven? And I'll tell you, my, my solution is this, folks. It's pretty simple, but you probably would see Democrats wanting to forgive student loan debt for those that have it than to consider this option. And why do I say that? Because the banking financial lobby is so friggin' strong. What do you, what do you mean, Wes? 
just allow those who have student loans the ability to declare bankruptcy. It's pretty simple, but they're not allowed that. Fresh start. You're going to do that anyway. That way, those people who, like this gentleman, who paid for his daughter so she wouldn't have those student loans, he wouldn't feel like, oh, gee, you know, that, that, that was a waste. Or I did the right thing, but, uh, you know, this shows irresponsibility on the part of those who who took in student loans. Whatever, you know what I'm saying. There's There's both sides of the thing. But I think bankruptcy, allowing it, answers the question. You don't need to forgive the student loan debt, just allow bankruptcy. But I don't think the bank, banking lobby, the financial lobbyist would allow such a thing or want such a thing. And the Democrats, as well as Republicans, need those guys in their pocket. Now, before I get to the letter from President Donald J. Trump and the State of the Nation survey, let me give you some clarification why I voted for Donald Trump. I won't even go into the reasons why I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. But what I can say is I voted for Donald Trump because I felt he would do what was best for the nation economically. We needed some tax relief. Now, here's the thing. As an independent, I'm focusing as an independent. Neither Democrat nor Republican before President Trump came on board has ever passed a tax act that has benefited the small business owner. Now, what you hear in the news is that, oh, yes, uh, the, the, the big corporations, because of this tax act, aren't paying any taxes. Ladies and gentlemen, they haven't been. They have lobbyists. They haven't been. It's a small business owner that has been pulling definitely his own weight. So, when President Trump made these changes, when these tax rules, laws were passed, it truly was the first time in my 26 years of being a business owner that I honestly benefited from it. And frankly, I'm thankful for it. So, one more thing. When you talk about the Democratic contenders, Bernie Sanders, folks, if you vote for Bernie Sanders, I mean, if, if that's a Democratic nominee, I don't think it's going to happen. I think those swing states, those Rust Belt states, what have you, they won't vote for Sanders. It's too socialist, too leftist, too far to the left. You need a centrist candidate, frankly. Uh, that's just my own opinion. Uh, obviously, Hillary Clinton is a centrist, like her husband, Bill Clinton, who honestly, I think, did well during his uh, term. They, at least they had a, a balanced budget. He and Newt Gingrich worked something out, and they had a balanced budget. That would be a, a neat thing. What I see the challenge is, is the Democrats are talking about, we're going to give this away, we're going to free education, we're going to free uh, forgive everybody's loan, we're going to have health care for all. But folks, Really, from a financial standpoint, that's what, that's my expertise. Uh, there's too many liabilities already out there. We can't, as a nation, incur more debt. I'm just being real with you, you know. And so when I hear Bernie Sanders talking about what he's advocating, when I hear Elizabeth Warren 
talking about what she's advocating. Uh, it just doesn't pass the muster test for me. It sounds nice. Sure, we, we live in a society of freemium. And I was talking with some other independent individuals like myself who voted for Donald Trump. Now, this is, a, this is my suggestion to the Democrats. If you want to win this election, I'll tell you who I think the candidate would be. Michael Bloomberg. He is your best chance because individuals, even like myself, even like these other individuals, he has kind of the similar type of mindset. He was a Republican turned Democrat, so a centrist view. Democrat, uh, uh, President Trump was a Democrat turned Republican, centrist view. And Bloomberg, the, the challenge I think most people have, obviously, is with President Trump's demeanor, the, the things that he says. I don't think Bloomberg, I don't have never heard Bloomberg, uh, Mike Bloomberg, say any of these things or anything like that. He's been very civil, very respectful. And so that, I think, is going to be a, a telling point because anybody other than him, I really don't think is going to win. Even with Pete Buttigieg, no, nah, it ain't going to happen. I, I really don't think so. And I'm not trying to be a, a naysayer. I'm just, I'm just trying to give you a one man's opinion, and that's it. So let's get on to this uh, letter from President John Old J. Trump that I got. It says, Friday morning, dear fellow American, I'm counting on you to tell me the truth. Hmm. Okay. Hearing from you is extremely important to me as the Democrats in Congress attack me with a baseless partisan impeachment hoax and the Washington, D.C. and New York City media bombard me with negative, distorted, fake news. Okay, I'm just going to inter interject here real quick. Um, it's not baseless. I think it's pretty evident that it was quid pro quo. But, in, I mean, let's just be real once again, folks. The United States didn't get where it is at not doing quid pro quo. You, cut, you carry the big stick, you get action. And to me, honestly, it's no different than Joe, Pre, uh, Vice President Biden and getting the prosecuting uh, prosecutor to step down and boast about it publicly when his son gets paid $80,000 to fill this board seat in the, Russia, uh, in the Ukrainian uh, gas company. That's nepotism. Regardless of whatever we want to look at, isn't that nepotism? Isn't that the same thing, you guys? Everyone is, is concerned about President Trump with uh, Jared and Ivanka and the, whole, the rest of the family? So it's not baseless. I would have rather him said, you know, hearing from you is extremely important to me as the Democrats of Congress are attacking me. And, uh, you know, uh, the reality is, is this, is that, yeah, it's quid pro quo, but... Um, Presidents before we've done it, and they'll do it after. You just don't know about it. And that's probably the truth. I really do believe that. So anyway, let's continue with the letter. That's why I'm personally reaching out to get your input and ask you to help me lead my 2020, 2020 grassroots support. I want you to know, I want to know, you are standing with me in this fight. Please don't delay. Complete the enclosed presidential advisory board state of the nation survey and return it to me with your contribution of 35, 75, 150, 250, 500, or even 
to the Republican National Committee as soon as you can. Uh, transparency, I'm not going to do that. No other organization plays a bigger role supporting my political goals and my agenda than the RNC. I need the RNC to be strong and active. The future of the presidency and our entire country depends on the success of the RNC's efforts to build our party and implement a winning campaign strategy. And that's why I need patriotic Americans. How did he know I'm a patriotic American? Man, I tell you, this guy's got it. Uh, like you, working to help me fight against the Democratic Democrats' endless phony impeachment inquisition. Wow. See, now, this is the thing. He really does know how to, to uh, get this kind of he – get, he get, with, with using that term inquisition, you know, it's like the, the, the Catholic inquisition. The, oh, it's horrible. And, uh, you know, the reality is, is the Democrats – if the tables were turned around – the Republicans would be doing the same thing. It's just, it's just, you know, that's just what they do. Anyway, let me continue with the letter here. The corrupt Democrats, with the help of their lapdogs in the biased media, are trying to destroy my presidency and divide our nation with their bogus partisan witch hunt impeachment while they ignore real crises facing our nation. And I'll agree with that in part. Which part? while they ignore the real crisis facing our nation. I'm talking about both parties, Republican, Democrat, their Senate, House, President Trump. We got some serious financial issues. We got a debt. We've got potential uh, a Federal Reserve that's been doing a lot of stuff. I'm not going to go into it because I could talk forever on that. But realize there's more economic Important issues, if you want this economy to be operating on all eight cylinders or 12 cylinders, we want to talk about a big engine. So he, he continues, why are they doing it? The Democrats want to distract attention from their horrible presidential candidates, which I would agree they are kind of horrible, um, and their kooky agenda of big government socialist proposals. Now, I would concur that Bernie Sanders big government socialist proposal. Elizabeth Warren, kind of sort of big government socialist proposal. But some of the other candidates, no. But anyway, I digress. Their only chance of a Democrat victory this November is to create a smokescreen of lies and propaganda. They don't want people to realize just how crazy and destructive their agenda of radical far-left policy proposals really is. So there are some far-left policy proposals, but you can see... What he is trying to do is divide and say, you know, you guys, you know, the pendulum, you, you don't want to go too far right, but you definitely don't want to go too far left. You just want it right down the middle. Well, he doesn't say that, but that, that's the thing. It's, you're going too far to left. So he continues, can you believe that? We can't let them get away with it. That is why it's so important to me to have you provide your input through the enclosed State of the Nation survey, as well as a contribution of $35, 75 150 $250, $500, or even $1,000 to the RNC. That's twice. And the answer is still no. Page two. Well, let's get back to page two. Let me take a break here right quick. So page two. I want the feedback of real Main Street Americans like you. Thank you, Mr. Trump. 
to let me know if you approve of my policies and the job I'm doing as president. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Anyway, do you want me to keep fighting this partisan impeachment and working to keep America great? Hmm. There's a lot of things I want you to do. I need to hear from you. I want your voice to rise over the droning Democrats like Shifty, Adam Schiff, and nervous Nancy Pelosi. Please respond as soon as you can. I've been working incredibly hard to bring accountability to the federal government and to get the bureaucrats out of our way so our economy can grow and create jobs. For too long, I should have music in the background here. For too long, the federal government and the people who work for it forget that they they work for you, not the other way around. Not anymore. That's why they hate me so much. No, that's that's not true, but uh, we won't go there. I ran for president to fight for the American people. My victories are your victories. And I'm proud to say we are winning big time. That's a Charlie Sheen term, by the way. He's stealing it. Shame on him. We've repealed, re, we've repealed dozens of the Obama administration's terrible regulations. We sent the military to bolster border security, and we are building a border wall to stop illegal entry into our country, which, folks, I'll be honest, I'm not opposed. We confirmed two, we confirmed two pro-Constitution Supreme Court justices, Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh. We passed historic tax reductions, which I'm thankful for, and reforms, which I'm thankful for, that are helping create jobs and getting the economy growing at a record pace. We added $21 billion in defense spending to revitalize our nation's military. We are giving our veterans better health care choices and benefits. And the United States of America is standing strong for our people and our interest across the world. Terrorists are on the run and, or in hiding all across the globe. Canada and Mexico renegotiated the North American Free Trade Agreement, NAFTA, agreeing to the USMCA, a great agreement that puts America first. So many big wins for America, but liberal Democrats in Washington, D.C., like Charles Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, aren't happy. And their pals in the liberal media don't even acknowledge our strong, expanding economy and positive impact of my policies. Now, he has a point there on some of that stuff there, folks. This is being real. Rather than cheering for American victories, they grow more and more angry and aggressive every day. And when one of their phony allegations against me is proven false, they dig up some other accusation using anonymous whistleblowers and secret star chamber he hearings in the basement of the Capitol. That sounds very uh, ominous. The corrupt Democrats are blinded by power envy. Hmm. I'm not going to go there. Uh, they put politics before country. They want to overturn the last election and wipe out the votes of over 62 million Americans. It's a disgrace. So, uh, and it just continues on. The reason why I, I've got to limit the amount of time I spend on this letter. There was a page three. Uh, basically, it, it's more of the same. Uh, he asked again for the 35, 75, 150, 250, $500, $1,000. That sounds like an auctioneer and uh, wants your feedback and he's depending on me. Blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to put this over here. So let's get this survey because I want to make sure I've, I've got 30 minutes on uh, Anchor. So I'm going to watch that. So here's the question. Do you have any interest in serving as a volunteer to help your local Trump victory headquarters or to assist a Republican candidate in your area? No. So that's no. I'm going to mark that no. 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 Do you believe America is headed in the right direction under the leadership of President Donald Trump? I think they're headed in the right direction. Uh, but I think that he could change his demeanor. I could think he could change the way he talks to others. I think that he has to have a level of respectability as president of the United States. Uh, so I have either yes, no, no opinion. So I'll, I'll put a check mark between the boxes. Yes and no. 
Do you agree that the baseless impeachment inquiry initiated against President Trump and his administration by Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, and House Democrats has been nothing more than a partisan witch hunt to overturn an election and undercut Republican chances in 2020? I don't think it's a partisan witch hunt. I think there's some validity to the charges. Like I said, it, it's quid pro quo. But Biden, Biden, Vice President Biden did the same thing. And other presidents have, before them have done this. This is nothing new, folks. But regardless of that, uh, I don't think it's to overturn the election. But eh, maybe they're trying to undercut Republican chances in 2020, just like the, if the tables were turned, the Republicans would be doing the same. They, they you know, either way. So I'm going to say, I'm going to put it in the middle. I, I don't know, right in the middle there. Okay, do you believe the historic tra- tax reform passed by Republicans in Congress and signed into law by President Trump has led to increased economic growth and job creation? I'll, I'll answer that affirmative yes, for sure. Do you believe our country is more secure and our economy is stronger than it was under the leadership of Barack Obama and Joe Biden? Honestly, folks, I have to answer yes. I, I have to answer yes. I think the economy is definitely much stronger. I think it's more secure, yeah. Are you in favor of passing? Are you in favor of passage of funding to complete a strong, secure border wall wherever feasible along our nation's southern border? I think the wall is yes, yes, but you know it's more than that. It's it's a factor of. Let's put it this way: Let's say we passed a law today. I don't know how many of you folks own homes. Let's just say you those listeners who own homes. This is be my question to you. Some third party, right? I'm gonna, I won't use Democrats or Republicans, they'll pretend there's a third party, says, okay, we vote, and there, a law just passed that allowed illegal, well, illegal immigrants, uh, immigrants who entered the country illegally, whatever. They are allowed to go wherever they want. And so they just happen, you've got this 20-acre palatial space out in Montana, or you've got your very small property with a, a house and some of these immigrants go and pitch a tent. Would you have an issue with that? And you say, yeah. Well, why? Because they're trespassing. Oh, okay. Well, aren't they trespassing coming over into the United States illegally? And then the other issue that nobody freaking ever talks about is what is going on so bad in Mexico and Honduras. Now, we know about Honduras and some of the stuff that's going on, but wouldn't wouldn't it be better spent, both Democrats and Republicans, trying to help those governments resolve the issues so their people aren't running away? Why are they coming from Mexico? Is Mexico so bad, so horrible? And if it is, why aren't we trying to give them some advice, give them some aid, something, anything? We just can't afford to continue to bring, and and that's why I think this green card passage deal that the uh, courts had just passed uh, in favor of Trump, uh, we're probably the right ones, but once again, how do I get another? Um, okay, here's the next one. Question seven. I still got time. Should Congress have the right to examine the personal taxes of any U.S. citizen, even if they have no legitimate reason related to their legislative duties? Hmm. That's a tough one. <clears throat> hmm. Well. I just think that there's a there is a body, the IRS that has that. So I I don't know uh, what the issue is. I, I understand they're saying they want Trump's tax returns, and that's why they're. So I'm going to I'm going to put no opinion because I think that's just a, just a 
bogus question. Um, eight, do you believe that the so-called mainstream media has given President Trump his agenda and Republicans in Congress fair and unbiased coverage? No, I don't, but I don't think Fox is either. So no. Uh, have you seen any signs that Democrat Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer and Democrat House Speaker Nancy Pelosi are willing to put aside partisan differences to work with President Trump to address the needs of American people. Yeah, I've seen some of that, so I'll, I'll say yeah. Uh, number 10, only got five more, still got time. Do you believe our nation's economy is on the right track to grow and create more jobs because of President Trump's administration reductions to regulation and red tape? I think because of some of the changes he made in the tax laws for major corporations. I think some of the things that he's done in regards to free trade, I think that's more of it. I'm not a big advocate for regulation reduction. Uh, I am for red tape, but not regulation reduction because uh, we saw what happened in 2008 with regulations and, and the whole debacle that took place there. So... I would put no in the sense. Okay. Do you support President Trump's efforts to denuclearize North Korea and finally end this decades-long conflict? Yeah, sure. I think anybody would agree with that. Uh, okay. Number 12. Should the Republican majority in the United States Senate continue to take whatever steps are necessary to overcome Democrat opposition to confirm President Trump's choices for federal courts, especially for the vacancies to the, the U.S. Supreme Court? Well, they're going to, so it doesn't really matter what I think, but uh, I'll, I guess um, I have no opinion because they're going to do it anyway. Are you, number third, 13, are you sick and tired of the Democrats' endless accusations and calls for pointless investigations of the Trump administration, his family, and the president himself? Where there are valid reasons, I have no issue. Where there are other issues, yeah. Uh, this is the other thing, too. I mean, this whole thing, folks, uh, complete transparency. When they're talking about uh, President Trump being in bed with uh, with President Vladimir Putin, so to speak, folks, I, I, I know you guys don't listen to Russian news. I am privy to it, news stations. Uh, let, me be, no, let me assure you that President Trump is no friend of President Putin, at least the way they're doing on their government-ran station. So uh, anyway, uh, having said that, let's go on to 14. Do you believe that the American people are ready to support a Democrat president, a Democrat presidential candidate who is for radical liberal policies to put the federal government in control of our economy, restrict our constitutional rights, provide free health care to illegal immigrants, raise taxes, and pack the federal courts with liberal activists. No, I don't believe so. I, I don't think they're ready to support that. I've already addressed that, and I think that best chance for the Democrats, Michael Bloomberg. Lastly, what issues do you believe should be at the top of President Trump's and the Republicans' agenda in Washington, D.C., and out on the campaign trail? Choose three. Build the border wall and stop illegal immigration, renegotiate trade deals to put American jobs and interests first, Make the federal government more accountable. Defend our constitutional rights from restrictions and censorship. Confirm more pro-constitution jurists to the federal bench. Expand domestic energy exploration and cultivation. Continue to fight to repel, repeal and replace Obamacare. Implement a public-private sector plan to rebuild our na nation's infrastructure. I'll go for that. Uh, keep our military well-equipped and prepared. I'll go for that. And uh, let's see. 
make the federal government more accountable in all offices and divisions. So, folks, that's it. That's the whole thing. Then they ask again for money. I hope you've enjoyed this. Uh, feel free to respond back. And uh, once again, appreciate each and every one of you. God bless. <laughs>